everybody and welcome back to another episode of the crime library another true true crime podcast if i could speak um this week we're going to be covering american predator the hunt for the most meticulous serial killer of the 21st century by maureen callahan i think i have issues with that title i mean i have issues with a lot of stuff (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you. Uh, from our talks about it, I think we're on a little bit of separate edges, honestly, because you think he's like crazy smart genius. I think he's like yeah. crazy dumb. Like, I think he's a mixture of both. I don't think he's crazy smart genius, but I think his, I think his, like, I mean, we're going to get into it, but like his burying of kits and stuff, like, yeah, no. So that part, I the, the level of planning, are like, you does ridiculous record. if you take someone from your hometown and then like, oh, that's true. But I think again, we're going to get into it, but um, eventually, especially if he's been doing these crimes and not getting caught, you're going to get that God complex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We for, we're going to stop saying we're going to get into <laughs> it and get into it. But yes, that is a point I thought about but I don't know I just don't think is this my worst nightmare absolutely when you were like let's do this one I think about this case all the time because he would like literally plan these things out like you said bury the kill catches or whatever go away wait and then kill people he had no connection to whatsoever yeah that is my absolute nightmare I, yes. there, there's a lot of things that are my absolute nightmare. I probably say that about 600 times, <laughs> but I think about this all the time, way more than I actually should. Yeah. So. No, but there are definitely things that he does throughout his crimes as we that talk more smart. that are super dumb. So yeah, no, I don't think he's this crazy. He's super a weird genius. mixture of both, I think. Yeah. Honestly. And I think a lot of it also has to do with like how well he can hide who he truly is. Could for um, a certain amount of time. Yes. 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 So the man we're talking about is Israel Keys, who did some like crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with if you liked the book, the book itself, not like. It's weird to say, did you like the crime? <laughs> That's yeah. not what did I Did you mean. like the serial killer that it was based upon? That's not what I mean. <laughs> did you like the writing style? I did. I liked the book. Um, compared to the like past two that we've read that were both Deep very personal. personal. Yes. <laughs> um, it was kind of weird flipping back to this. I liked that part of but it. But I did too. Like, yeah, I was going like to say. Take a break. Um, it was almost like a, obviously, because even the Golden State Killer one was personal with a lot of the Michelle, but it was still facts and crime fighting and stuff. So it just kind of, I don't know. I'm glad we kind of went back to yeah this after doing those two personal heavy hitters that we did. Yeah, um, I felt like I did enjoy this book, though. I did. This one was told like a story and you're not you're you're more looking outside in than the last two we did know my name and fact of a body literally pulls you in and makes you feel right. Like you're there. (laughs) Yeah. So, Ooh, it was a nice, it was a nice break. I listened to it so that I could get stuff done. And the only thing I will say is that I hate when female narrators do male voices. It drives me absolutely crazy. So I wish I had skipped that part, but yeah, that would probably be hard, especially when, 
they're talking as Israel. Like, yeah. And the woman who narrated it, she narrates some of the other books I listened to, like the romance books I listened to. So it was also weird to hear her voice. That's, yeah. Narrating that's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was weird for me, but I liked the writing style. I didn't feel like, cause you know, my biggest gripe about uh, in Cold Blood, but I felt super biased from like the beginning. Right. Yeah. I didn't feel like this author, like, obviously she knew. Yeah. Blood. So I feel like obviously the author did not love Israel Keys and all yeah. of that. But I felt like they did a better job of staying too strictly telling the story. Right. And not getting into it. I agree with that. And that, like, there is so much facts in this. And the author talks about how they, like, have hours of interviews and this and that but it doesn't read like you said it reads like a story it flows really well it's um yeah it was good because it's weird like you said like saying oh like yeah did you enjoy I did enjoy it but it's (laughs) we don't enjoy (laughs) crimes and I think like uh anything that we do and we're laughing or talking about it is literally so we don't cry and like run and we're not trying to be disrespectful at all and we do find these things fascinating i think the root of it is that you try and find uh causes with things so that you don't end up becoming victims of these crimes and i think that's what drives everyone in the true crime community to like like true crime so that yeah you're you're seeking that information yeah it's like educating yourself yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, so we, I, we don't mean to like make light of it, but if we don't laugh, we'll cry. So yes, that's where we are. True that. Very true. Uh, I found out a lot of shit in this book. I found out how like helpless the police can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think we just are all flooded with CSI and criminal minds. Right. And, we're flooded with thinking that they have so much technology to like tra- track down yeah. bad guys and do all that when it's really basically they're saying if the killer doesn't slip up, then we're fucked. Yeah. Because everything we learn in this book is being fed to them basically by Israel keys. Cause he thinks mm-hmm. they're going to already find it out. Yeah. So yeah, I learned a lot about that in this mm-hmm. book and that really left me feeling frustrated Right. And so more scared because like he was out there just killing people and they didn't connect it at all. No, I know. And if he hadn't fucked up, we'll start with Sam, Samantha, um, I think, and then go from there. But if he yeah. hadn't fucked up with her ATM card and taking her so close to home, I don't think they would have caught him like ever. Yeah. Even the closeness to home, I don't even think they necessarily would have. Ex- I think the main reason was the ATM card. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe eventually, but I think he. Yeah, maybe at the end. I of think he covered. Life. That's what I mean. I think he covered <laughs> up everything well enough mm-hmm. in the sense that they wouldn't have suspected that it was like him who did it. Because why would they? Right. <laughs> so. Because he left everything pretty. And it's so weird because the stuff that he does leave behind, like the security camera photo and like, we'll get into all of that, but he does, it's almost like pure luck that he doesn't yes. get caught. Right. Other than his own stupidness. Yeah. It's like some weird serial killer stars aligned for him to get away with this. And a lot of, he's, not just. He's even says that at mm-hmm. some points though. It was. I don't like, like that feeling that 
karma is out there like giving good deeds to serial killers I don't like that feeling at all so I think a lot of this book had me feeling uncomfortable in in life facts I guess uh but it's it's a good thing yeah a bad thing no I agree all right so So it starts with him kidnapping an 18 year old girl named Samantha while she's working at a coffee kiosk and they're up in Anchorage Alaska which by the way Alaska has so many fucked up shit happening so much fucked up shit happening up there yes and it just made me like stick by my plan to never live in Alaska I'll visit there it seems beautiful when you're touristing but i'll never live in alaska no offense to anyone who does live in alaska yeah if you live there and if you love it that (laughs) is wonderful (laughs) we're glad there's so many places to hide bodies there's so many places to like do stuff and get away with it because you're so there are so many small towns that once it gets cold you have like nothing Mm -hmm. like little planes literally fly in and have to deliver groceries like once a week and stuff because i'm getting anxiety just crazy you say that it's insane it's too much. Um, I can't do it. Alaska. Just call me the Alaska expert. I know everything there is to know. So. <laughs> because I know that small planes <laughs> food. This girl is an Alaska yes. expert. <laughs> I watched that uh, Frontier show thing, Majig, on oh, the Discovery yeah. Channel. So. I did watch that. Oh, Alaskan learned... Bush people. That's what. Oh, no, I didn't watch that. No, That's... but I know there's the other one. There's too. the other one. Yeah. It's like Alaska Cops or something. Yes. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Anyways. anyway, anyway. Alaska's not for That's the final. <laughs> That's the final say on that. Um, So So we start with uh, Samantha Koenig. She disappears from the coffee kia she works at. And at first, I think she just walked away. Then left, yeah. And what pisses me off is, like I said, there's security camera footage of this. Yes. Um, There's security camera footage of her going to the... It's like a drive-up coffee thing, like a very small... yeah coffee thing where you can't really be inside of it i think just like a little like shed uh you can be in it but there's really like nothing else to it right um my sister-in-law worked at like a similar one hers was a drive-through and a walk-up so but yeah they're just very small yeah for people literally literally like a shed Um, yeah so there's security footage of him jumping through the window to get to her and then taking her out of there in what situation do you think that she orchestrated something where she was like, okay, you got to make it real enough by jumping through the window and then we'll right. go. There was no cash missing, right? I actually don't know that. So I don't I'm remember. Take that out because I can't remember if there is or isn't. I don't isn't. remember. <clears throat> but there's no other signs of her just willingly walking away with this guy other than for the first little while, no one can find her and they think she might have just run off. Right. And like her cell phone is like, gone her keys are gone so they're like well yeah because you know if people if you're thinking if you get kidnapped you probably are you probably don't have time to grab all your things i'm not saying we but. should like stop drop and roll on every person who doesn't like get in contact with their family but we have to stop being as blase about it because i'm not down with waiting 48 hours or however long to like contact with the police i'm not down with just assuming that especially teenagers just assuming that they run away because you don't know every situation is different exactly they did run away and they're running towards people who are really bad for them you should still be involved exactly 
Exactly. So, yeah, we got to stop doing that. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really mad at the cops, you guys, and it's going to come out <laughs> a lot. So <laughs> I apologize for my anger. It but some it. of the crazy things about this kidnapping, particularly, is that the kiosk was outside of like shopping centers. Oh, yeah. And there were people. There was security cameras. There were people. Yeah. He had to walk her across the highway. Yep. There to were, the parking lot that he parked at. At one point when he's confessing, I think they count up to like 17 people in the course of Samantha being kidnapped and then eventually murdered that we find out that could have stepped in at any moment. Yeah. And she would have. At one point she like breaks She gets away. Yeah. Then he, you know, threatens her and says he'll kill her. Yeah. So at this point he's just saying that he's going to like have her for ransom and. Right, which she kind of makes like small moves to like reassure her yes. in that way. And he, there's a part where he's talking to the police about it and confessing about it. And he doesn't say specifically, I'll kill you. He he just says, he uses languages like, you won't like what will happen. Yeah, you're going to make me very angry. In yeah. a way that kind of like leaves an open-ended hope that the situation is going to go okay if you just do what I say. Yes. That's yes. terrifying. The fact that he knows to use like certain phrases is terrifying because it also shows he's practiced it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. He kidnaps her. (laughs) Um, There's so much information. We can't like go through step by step. Yeah. But he fits a lot of stuff in a very small time frame because he has to leave the next day to go down to the lower states. Yes. And then he goes on a cruise. So he fits um, killing her, raping her, both before she's dead and after. I'm sorry I had to say it. He fits all this stuff. He drives multiple times. He ends up going to Samantha's house and going into her truck. Truck. And spotted by her boyfriend to Mm -hmm. steal her ATM card. He fits all of this into, he goes back to the kiosk too. Yes. And he has to go back to Samantha because he didn't, he forgot the ATM card number. Yeah. He fits all of that into a very small time frame. Yeah. But I think because he didn't, he killed her, but he didn't actually start to dispose of the body until after he got back from the cruise, which is again, a horrifying freaking thought. Which, I mean, he might have done it after he murdered her too, but from what I gathered was that was when he raped her corpse was when he came back because he said oh. it had begun to thaw out and so it felt warm oh. and yeah sorry i didn't catch so, that yeah. Ooh, man. but yeah no gross yeah either way no matter when you do it okay we just have to don't. get just yeah don't. we have to, we have to get off of this and i'm not trying to like minimize what he did to samantha but this we have to it's horrifying yes it's absolutely um, horrifying but it also brings them into knowing that she's not his first yeah so he eventually gets caught when he's visiting his mother in Texas. Yeah. He's and been using her ATM card and they finally are able to track it down enough to an area in Texas. And they have kind of the make of the car that he um, is driving and they believe it to be a rental. So they have like right. some clues, even though it's just like a white sedan. So it's like, oh, wow. Probably the most common rented car. I just rented a car and it was a white sedan. Right. Um, but there's Eagle Eye, Texas Rangers, and that was very funny. <laughs> That's very um, funny to me. Although, even still, in that situation where they have a lot of experience, it still came down to him continuing to use the ATM card. That's what, got yes, 100%. 
Um, because they can look out for this car. They can, you know. Exactly. But it's not going to matter if he doesn't continue to give you information. So it's like that makes it. And when they stop him, they like get stop him for trap of speed violation. They're like looking in his car and they see some suspicious things and they really feel like they got the guy that, you know, Alaska was talking about. And so they make the call and search his car and they find Samantha's ATM card and everything on him. So they take him in (laughs) and that's how Israel Keys is actually captured right and he states later and i believe it 100 it was just his um like need to make things more exciting for him because right. he'd been doing it a certain way for so long that got him caught because if he had stayed true to what he was doing before samantha he probably never would have no because he would just drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and Otis states just killed like one of the killings that we know he's done like he was just passing through and just killed them yeah Yeah. like no rhyme or reason blows my mind they mention it very briefly at the end but again they don't get a lot of this book is unanswered shit because of the way the interrogation went down but also because israel keys is now dead spoiler alert he killed himself in jail because he didn't want this to drag out um and fuck up life for his daughter i guess but I mean, whatever. She's already fucked up. Her dad was this. I was about to say, it doesn't really matter. Um, It mentions it very briefly, but he travels a lot and he makes very little. Yeah. Now he is a bank robber too. You learn that later. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe that's what, but still he had to, there's no like record of his flights or itinerary. There's no record of his like rental cars. He had to, there had to have been a record, but somehow it's nowhere to be found. Yeah. He pretty much has zero paper trail whatsoever. Like in his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even born with a, they, because his parents are cr- crazy, like religious, Cold, religious people. Yeah. Which isn't a, we'll get into that. Cause that's a whole thing I could talk forever on, but he doesn't even have a birth certificate. Yeah. Somehow he joined the army though, but mm-hmm. I don't know. His whole life is confusing. Legitimately confusing yeah. and we'll never know the answer to that and that's it fucks with my mind i'm not gonna lie it fucks with my mind hard. Yeah. yeah okay yeah so he was caught brought back to alaska and they start interrogating him and i'm gonna let you talk about kevin fields or felds or whatever Feld- the fuck his name Feldis? is Feldis. i'm gonna get really really mad yeah so there were the fbi agents right pain and bell yeah i'm not gonna try and get any of the names right because i'm horrible at names but i do know pain and bell were the fbi that's that's all i needed to know because this is what i'm about to say so there were two fbi agents who were like covering the case um however you want to say it um pain and bell and they wanted to go in with this they had this whole like plan pretty much how to execute this interrogation because they kind of knew They've been what they trained were getting in into. that situation. Exactly. Um, they were confused because they were like, does, does he know or does he not? They just had no idea. So they were like, we really need to figure this guy out. So they just, like you said, they've been trained. So they were ready. But then this whole thing gets just all fucked up because the prosecutor that was assigned to the case, Kevin Feldis, Fieldis, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. No one gives a Frankly, fuck I don't care. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no one gives a fuck enough. Decides that he anything. wants to run the interrogation. Payne and Bell's plan to like have him in the small police intimidating interrogation Set up room. Specifically for yeah, situations like where that. it was just going to be like more intimate, just 
probably like two cops with him and they could, you know, break him down easier. They just had this whole thing. They're like, Feldus is like, no, you know what? We're going to put him in the attorney general's office. There's going to be a thousand people, not really a in thousand, a, but you know, in a conference it. room. Yes. In a conference room. I think room. they said there was like eight people there and Payne and Bell were realizing the like astronomical mistake that was going to be because they're going to make him feel important. It's not going to feel intimidating. Feldus has no experience whatsoever in interrogations and the way it should be done, let alone how to get information out. And it's illegal. And to a certain extent, he cannot know some of the information. So he was having to stop. There's more than one time. There's more than one time he stops him and says, you can't tell me that. I can't know that. There's attorney, attorney client privilege. Mm -hmm. That Keyes could talk to the police about, but he cannot talk about with the prosecutor. And it's he says, like, they describe it like, please have uh, more leeway to, like, lie or finesse the situation. Yes, that's Attorney true. generals do not. And yeah. Keyes says himself multiple times, I would say more details, but I want there to be less people in the room. Mm-hmm. He says it multiple times and Feldus Fields, whatever the fuck his name is, shuts it down. Again and again, even knowing that they can solve more uh, of these cases, get closure for the victim's family. If I was prosecuting a case, I would want as much information from this person as I could possibly get. I because there's so much that so much he's a saying and nobody really even knows exactly what is truth or a lie. So at the end of it, we (laughs) think maybe there's 12 or 11. We're not sure because when he commits suicide, he leaves like skulls on the wall and blood or something like that. He leaves yeah, something he, like draws. Yeah, twelve he says, skulls We on are the wall. one with it. So we get a kind of number from him, maybe. Right. But again, Kane, we'll I think it's Kane who believes that it's eleven victims and the twelve no, skulls is his yeah. own. There's no telling that the skulls even represent that. Well, I think all. why else would he but like ex- do that? No, because exactly. One thing he didn't do is like mislead them in certain way he doesn't say well maybe i committed this crime but then actually he did this one he does pretty much stick to his his basic facts and truths right but he just doesn't always come he doesn't say them yeah exactly (laughs) he but so i don't think as weird as it sounds i'm gonna honor system this with him because i don't think he would put that up there for no reason he didn't really like what you're saying play with them like that he played with them with like i have the power you don't and it still is kind of playing with them because it's not now they don't know yeah set in stone as to what that because exactly is it 11 victims is it 12 victims is it this is it so he still has this power over them and we only know for sure four yeah. Because we have the New York victim that they found, which we he has no real information about, Samantha, and then the two people in Connecticut. Vermont. Vermont. They're yeah. legitimately I'm from that area, upstate, like, what is that? The New England area? And I still, yeah. <laughs> I literally, in my brain, all of them are the same state. Because <laughs> there's <laughs> so many there. in that little, yeah. little area. But, yeah, so we only actually know about four. Yes. Which then, so it gets in the story of his past and like his religious parents who I'm just saying, nothing great has ever come out of having your babies in a cabin and not giving them birth certificates and not giving them education and not giving them, he says literally at some points, a place to stay because his father would build these houses and they'd have to sleep outside in tents. Yeah. 
it was fucking weird. Nothing good ever comes out of that. Like, no. You can't show me one success story. <laughs> That's like, yeah, okay. they have no, like, pretty much Don't no other Don't socialization. I mean, in some places they have, like, sort of neighbors that they play with. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, they have Nothing no good. actual Don't do schooling. Don't do that. I'm not saying you have to be like, if you want to live off the grid, fine, perfect. Don't one seclude your kids to yes. put them in multiple different cults over the freaking years and like pretty much neglect them and make neglect them, them. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation on was his father abusive, wasn't his father abusive, um, and you don't get answers to that, but. One thing you know, because his mom is interviewed for the book, is that his mom saw something fucking darken him from a very young age. Yeah. So I don't know. Yes, I abuse would make that situation worse. But I honestly think this case alone is uh, a lot to do with nature instead of nurture. But the nurture didn't help, obviously. Right. Right. And regardless if there was like sexual, physical abuse, there was still like some form of child abuse going on with the way they were like making them live. So it's still not, it's not an abuse-free home whatsoever. Right. We just don't know the extent of the abuse that was happening. Happening. Right. And I think he doesn't talk about it. He does not, he he has very clear conditions that they have to follow because they fucked up so bad with the interrogation. He doesn't want his daughter brought up. He doesn't want his name in the news and he does not want his like family brought into it, his Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. And he doesn't want to talk about his father at all. And he has that power and that's ridiculous. And I don't think that would have happened if it had not been for that. Oh, for the fuckhead. But I don't even remember. I was just ran. I was literally just ranting (laughs) and I don't know if I was going anywhere with that. I just hate all of that. So yeah, he has that power because they fucked up the interrogation so bad. And I think it could have gone a completely different way. Yeah. I I, want to scream for like 20 20 years about this dude. And I really hope something fucked up happened in his career. I hope he's still in Alaska and that didn't get him anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I do want to ask you, like, do you remember? Because for some reason, when I started reading this, I thought it was more towards like the 90s and it wasn't. No, it was like 2012. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because we were in Japan then, but I don't remember. I don't honestly remember much about it, but she says that like right in the beginning. She's like, you probably never even heard of him. Well, I think I had heard about him and I had heard. Because there's a podcast called True I was about to say, but did you hear about it through like other po- like you we you might have heard about it because you know I we're think into I the probably did. I honestly don't remember the first time I ever heard about him. I remember being terrified at the concept, like I said before, of yeah him just jumping in places with these kill kits and killing people. No, I, I just I remember like his name vaguely, but. Because in the book, they make it seem like it really was on the news a lot everywhere with Samantha. No, I don't think it was. Oh, with Samantha. Yeah. But I mean, how old were we in 2012? Like our 20s. Like early 20s, right? Yeah. I probably wasn't really like paying that close of attention. It just seemed weird to me. And also from like Alaska to Jacksonville, because I was in No, but it was from, apparently, according to the book, it was all over. No, I'm not saying that it wasn't, but it's like. It's Jacksonville. Well, I was just thinking of it like, <laughs> you know, Lacey Peterson by like name, you know, yeah. like, you know, a lot of crimes and stuff by name. 
Yeah. So I expected to like kind of have a memory of when I heard it, but I don't. Yeah, no, I don't either. And I think part of the scary part about him too is that he was so like benign looking, so easily blended in. There was nothing like overtly weird that would be like, this guy's a serial killer. Yeah. No, I know it looks like a normal. So even in our memory, like we don't really think about him because he blended in so fucking good. Well, that was something with Ted Bundy too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It talks about... I think it talked about in this book, right? Yeah, he's, he's like a fan of Ted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that reminded me too. And Silence of the Lambs. And Silence of the Lambs. And he had read that Mindhunter book that I was like, yeah. I want to read. And the, another book too. But the way the excerpts from those books that they put in this one makes me think we got to be ready, ready. Because they go yes. into some dark stuff yeah. in those books. I agree. I don't know if I'm quite there yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if we're ready to trail down that rabbit hole but yeah that right now I feel like we're this was like as dark as I can go at the moment (laughs) (laughs) because we came off to emotionally heavy books yeah that's true I think we need to like keep it a little bit lighter for a little bit longer and then maybe dip back into dark and then come back out and be like (laughs) But none of this stuff's going to be light, let's face it. This is true. <laughs> right. There's no, there's really no spectrum of good or bad in crime. It's all just shitty. So. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast where we just talk <laughs> about all shitty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do, Sarah? What did we do? What did we do? Uh, all right. We got to get back on track. Where was our track? Where was our track? I think I lost it with my ranting and now I don't know. We talked about the encounter. We're talking about the interior. We're like leaving off with his childhood. I don't think. Yeah, so he grew up in like culty, religious. There were some parts where they were like white supremacists. Just also very, I think isolated. So it let him. Yes. It let him like explore the fucked up parts mm-hmm. of him more because they were so isolated in the woods and like yeah cut off from people. And like, we find out he's like obsessed with guns. Yeah. From like an early childhood age, he loves guns. I just don't um, think there's ever a situation where I've met someone who's obsessed with guns where I'm like, oh, that seems healthy. They like, and always he's a seems- he's obsessed so much that he builds his own guns and silencers and when he was in they the actually army. talk about how good of a job he does yeah on like making these weapons um which is crazy horrifying and yeah he goes into the army he has some past relationships that right so i think that's kind of where you find out that he's sexually all over the place yeah which is totally fine no judgment there it the way he played it out lots of judgment for that (laughs) but he was very with everything he was very self-assured in what he was doing he was very like okay with himself yes he didn't seem conflicted that he was this person who you know sometimes you feel like they're killing because they're conflicted because they like guys and they right and it's like oh my gosh yeah like self-hatred almost that they're taking out on and maybe it, it started like that i don't know i because again we don't know we'll shit. never know <laughs> we'll never know but it doesn't seem like it did it seemed like he just started doing it because he was fucked up and wanted to push it a little bit further yes. it didn't seem like it was a self-loathing i gotta kill you because you remind me yeah. of this type thing no and i think because the fact that he showed signs of all that stuff so young 
Yeah. Like you said, I really do think it was just him. And yeah, like every time it probably would just go because they, one of his, I'm pretty sure it's one of his army buddies talk us about how they like took some girls back to the hotel or whatever. Oh yeah. The prostitute leaves. Yeah. Yeah. They hired the prostitute, the sex workers. And, um, yeah. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. (laughs) In the book, it says prostitutes, but we'll we'll hear Hun say sex worker. Um, and she's terrified. Yeah. She's like running out screaming. And he and like, if a sex worker who has seen some shit exactly terrified and he's blocking the door for like her way out at first and then she finally gets to go and his friends are like what was that about and he's like oh I threw her around a but, little yeah too I got much. rough with her a little yeah. bit and that seemed to be an okay enough explanation for them because it always seems to be an okay enough but he I don't know he had so. so it, yeah so what I was getting at with that is like each time he because he says he's hired sex workers before it right. wasn't like it was a one-time thing he would probably like push boundaries every time mm-hmm. and see what they were willing to how far they were willing to go with some of his quote-unquote fantasies for lack of a better term um yeah. and he probably if he's, if he's having sex with dead bodies i think that's part of it too like he couldn't keep going i'm sorry oh my god i can't <laughs> if he can it's not funny but no it just came up out of nowhere <laughs> If he couldn't, like, he can't obviously get to that place without continuously pushing it. Exactly. And he talks about how, I think he says it, and the I think Payne and Bell believe it, that he didn't kill until after he left the army. No, one of them believes it, one of them doesn't. doesn't. I remember that because I'm not so sure either, because yeah. there are two missing girls in his hometown that were found dead. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering, like, maybe because they were found in the woods, both of them, I think, right? Yeah. Um, one was found by, like, Oh, one was, mur- one was arson. So there was three. Yeah, the mom, that's the right. Daughter. The mom, the daughter. Yeah. So I think that uh, maybe he doesn't think it. Maybe he left them to die. Maybe he set the house on fire and left them to die. So maybe he doesn't think he technically killed them. I don't know. I don't know if he did those. Right. It would be a weird coincidence that three people around him were murdered before he became a murderer but yeah exactly (laughs) quotation marks uh i don't know because 14 years is a very specific time for him to say yeah and he also makes a distinction after he has his daughter that he doesn't mess with kids but he doesn't say anything about that before he has this daughter right and also like everything he told them i think there was reason so like you saying like 14 years is very spit. Like, why would he just say that if there wasn't? There's got to be something that everything out was to him. Honestly, like, it was calculated. Yeah. And was everything not- calculated perfectly? Obviously not. But he did have, he did calculate everything he said and everything he did pretty right. much throughout and his And we know <laughs> that his, like, fucked up behavior didn't start 14 years before he killed Samantha. He had right. been doing it the whole time. So there has to be something specifically 14 years before he killed Samantha that makes him switch from being in his mind to different people yeah because no one really ever knows the real him so in his mind he's like two different people and he really did do a lot of random ass shit that no one ever caught he flew to different countries to get surgeries he, yeah he was constantly disappearing to kill these people and plant these murder caches like no one ever holds him on anything what he, he has such a like 
weird life where he can just drop his daughter off places and then skip town for a few yeah. years and people just accept that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're scared of him and they don't want to question him because there's a point after Samantha is dead and he goes to visit his mother for his sister's wedding. I don't know if that is actually what happened, but he disappears on on and off for like three different days where he had yeah robbed a bank, but also the police think he killed somebody afterwards. They just can't prove it. And I don't know. It's a weird thing that you just keep at one point his family sleeps in a van near his car to try and like yeah, get in his, touch with him. Yeah. Because his car and is like just left somewhere it and, and keep yeah. moving on with their de- never oh, so random never <laughs> you're not disappearing on me for three days and having me worried and like staking out your car and then showing up and me not asking you a question about it no I know it was crazy his life was just set up in such a way that how could he not be a serial killer like yes exactly and that's like what's with the count at the end with his skulls, it's like, not that 11 is not a lot or 12, um, depending on how you look at the skulls. Like that's still a huge number of people. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, I had he, the same thought. I feel like yeah. he planned to he do probably more. Killed more. I don't he, know. Like, I don't think he did. I think he put the planning into it. I think he bur- buried those murder kits. Hoping just to keep, to, yes, yeah, just throughout the rest of his life. Yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't that old. No, he wasn't that old. He wasn't that threatening. Looking. He was what, like in his 30s or something? I don't know, but he wasn't that. He's got to be 30s, 40s, somewhere around there. He had a very strange life. And when you like mentioned the surgeries a few minutes ago, he was like flying out of the country. They think he was doing surgeries to make the him a better is. serial killer. Yeah. Because there's nothing, his physical appearance didn't change. And he yeah, was they said that they about got, his physical appearance. They said they got he got like dental work done, so they were wondering what that was about. I think it was probably changes like bite or something, maybe. And um, he got the lap band surgery, the gastric bite, right, like he whatever. Want to eat? Yeah, and because I mentioned that, like he's he's always been a slender guy, muscular, like yeah, always in shape, so to speak. So they were like, why would somebody this size get that done to make lizard? physically shrink your stomach Mm -hmm. so he could go hours and hours and hours without eating because he would just like there were times where he would just literally sit in the woods hoping so that's so weird to me because he legitimately planned so much stuff and for his like his need to hurt someone to bring him to the point where he abducts samantha so close to home like we talked about and then trips up on her getting him eventually caught it's so weird because he was so, I guess he was meticulous in a way. I guess I'm biting my own words. He was meticulous <laughs> <laughs> on some things. I'm eating that crow because that's so str- The things that he didn't know about, the daily ATM withdrawals yeah, and stuff like that. And where they he has done similar things. And he did similar things like that that he admitted to Yeah, in the past. So it's like, how can you not know about this when you yeah the couple that he killed in vermont he did the same thing with the i noticed that he scratched the pin into the card and he knows to take like the battery out of the cell phone right so i don't maybe he's just has that like god complex like oh maybe he truly didn't know that the 
that they can track you, but how could you not know that? All you have to do is look at someone's bank statements and it tells you yeah, the ATM, like now, especially with everything on a cell phone. But I mean, a few years ago, it probably wasn't that, like, yeah, no, you know, because, involved. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you know, s- smartphones, not that they weren't around, but they weren't. No, but I remember we still had a GPS before we went to, we had a Garmin like in the car yeah, and it wasn't on our phone. Right. Exactly. And so. like, now you pull up your banking app and it tells you like the city and everything that you're in, but you could still ch- check a bank account, like yeah. regardless if you had it on your cell phone or not, like computers were there, telephones, like there were very many ways they could easily figure out where that ATM card was being used. Yeah. No. Uh, whether you knew about the daily limit or not. But that seems like such a strange thing. Isn't that something you it is. know? Like. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, why? I guess if it was me, I would have just well, she didn't have any money in her bank account. Right. But I maybe would have just, you know, laid low until some of that ransom money went in, just took it out in well, Anchorage and then that, did my plan to skip town. Because then knows that he can rob a bank because he's done it before. So he so, knows that he has other means for money. So why continue yeah. on this one? I think uh, a little part of him. Because if he would have just kind of stuck to Anchorage. Yeah. And then eventually like let the trail die down and then left. Because they really didn't have anything pinning him to it. No. So, but now you, you're like, now you're taking it out of state. I don't know. It's just like, because at first they were like really suspicious of the dad and boyfriend. Yeah. And that made me so, I guess. I'm conflicted because a lot of times it is someone close to you. Yeah. I understand that. Uh, but you can't tell someone how to react in their grief and you can't tell exactly. someone that the way they handle a situation means that they killed their daughter. Right. Like. Exactly. Yes. And just because there was a perfectly. fight right before. Right. And they didn't between, handle everything like, perfectly, but no, you don't know. Like there's no handbook for how to handling exactly your girlfriend or daughter goes missing exactly and they were growing pot i knew that the instant they were talking about how they wouldn't open the door wide in the book they're talking about coming to visit him and neither yeah. one of them i knew they were growing pot i knew right. it like exactly and you're a police officer in that town you should know that too you should it should be like all right you got some pot i don't care about your pot happening right now i need to know more about your daughter but at first they didn't care because they thought she ran off it, exactly and they didn't want to put then, the effort into it you know he plans a whole ransom note and stuff and they really have like hopes that she's still alive yeah. We don't have to delve into the whole like details of it. Um, it's pretty gruesome. Don't ever but... Google Israel keys is my advice. <laughs> it's awful. It really is truly horrifying, especially knowing that she is dead in the picture. Yes. Yeah. So he plans it to like make her look still alive. And again, won't go into the details like it's gruesome. And he poses her next to a like a two week old. Yeah. Uh, because he wasn't in town at that time. And so then when the parents are seeing this, the dad and the boyfriend, I should say, uh, they have hope that she's like actually still alive. Yeah. And they raise a lot of money on like Facebook and stuff. And the local police get like weird about him not wanting the dad, not wanting to give over the ransom money. But then we find out he was told by the FBI not to. So you're right. not even communicating between the two of you, Everybody. the FBI and yeah. the, so you're coming for this man 
who's literally just trying to navigate his I'm not saying he's a perfect dude. He probably I mean he's grown pot, so and it's legal it's illegal. So he's you know, he doesn't have the best track record. But I don't like just, yeah. just chill out. And I know that they always say like the most simplest answer is probably the answer, right? And they do say yes. in the very beginning of the book, it's super uncommon. What do they say? They say like um Oh, people who kill randomly and for no reason is extremely uncommon, is what they say, which should give you a little bit of comfort, but doesn't because we're talking about a guy who kills yeah. randomly and for no reason. Uh, so it is it is like procedure to look into the people close to you. But 100%. you got to stop writing people off as just running away immediately. You have yeah. to. And what makes me so mad is if they had just watched the security tape. First of all, they said she didn't look terrified. Oh, that's terrified. right, because they didn't even went watch back, it all the way yeah. through. He went back that same night. If they had just continued to watch it, they would have seen him go back and know that it's not it's not Samantha willingly leaving. They said that they could see her face on a different tape, that they waited weeks to watch, right. and she looked terrified. Like, you should just take someone jumping through the window of a kiosk, like, at face value right there. And say, hey, maybe this isn't the right. And they literally say he like leapt through it, like just like yeah. (laughs) He like, (laughs) I did laugh because in my head it's like one of those little jumping bean things. (laughs) It's like are those fish out of the water? (laughs) (laughs) So I did think that yeah, I did laugh a little bit. Felt bad about it later, but he literally like fucking gymnastic somersault yeah. into this window nothing normal happens like that no exactly if she willingly went then why would this man have left she, you to- honestly she okay i'm not trying to blame them because she was dead within hours of her being taken before they were even notified yeah but they could have the bank robbery definitely wouldn't happened and you don't know if he did actually kill somebody while he was in texas so you could have stopped that if potentially that did happen right i don't know i'm really let down by (laughs) the police in this situation the police and the prosecutor and the justice system which i tend to i guess is a theme now because i'm tend to the justice system in all these books i know it's kind of i mean i don't know all the protocol but it was it was like weird to me because this man is like asking for the death penalty yeah he's he's like something usually you have to like fight for because usually the defendant usually does not want the death penalty so if they're there asking for it i just didn't really understand but again i don't know all the protocol um right it's just weird that they weren't like able to get the ball moving on that faster. Well, I think literally it was. All but I about think they also politics. wanted more information. Exactly. Yeah, it was all about politics. It, um, the super I, fucking yeah. VA. Now that I, I say think- it out loud, I understand because they were like, "Well, if you kill more people, we need to know because then we can close all these cases." And right, and they did do. They bring up the Unabomber. They did do that for him. Set a death like a uh, a date when he was going to be executed, so he knew it could happen. Right. It could be done. So he was trying to push for that. And I knew he was going to fucking kill himself, even though I didn't. I think I maybe had heard it, but I mm-hmm. didn't really know that that's actually what he did. I was like, is this guy still alive? Because some of people, some people are like, what's his face? Is it Ed Gein or Ed um, Kemper? One of them. I think it's Kemper. It's still alive today. Right. Yeah. And I guess in my head, when people go to jail, they automatically die. They're just I, dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
So I was like, yeah, he's got to be dead. But I didn't really know how. But I kill, when I was reading, I was like, he's going to kill himself. He does not want to continue to keep doing this. So if you keep pushing it back, he's going to kill himself. And the fucking security at where the prison he was held in was horrible. Yeah, they're like, it's not a high security prison. They didn't have, they didn't take they anything. They weren't equipped. Like, yeah, exactly. And all the warnings that Bell was giving them about this prisoner, they weren't like really taking seriously. Yeah. There was a part where he was like grinding a pencil that he was given by one of the guards down. Mm-hmm. Um, he had cellophane from a sandwich wrapper they that he used to fucking... almost escape yeah. in a courtroom full of people. And Payne said, um, hey, his hero's Ted Bundy. You know Ted Bundy <laughs> right? fucking escaped twice. Um, they Why found like he found razor disposable razors and yeah. like bed sheets and stuff. And he's like, The warden's like, man. Oh, I can oh, I can only post not to get him from razors. I can't really Yes, you can take all of his shit out. Do not let him have that stuff. Keep it better. There was so much hold your guards accountable, like and because prisons are so privatized, at the end of the book, it talks about how they're not uh, technically obligated to write things down and, like, keep detailed notes of what actually happened. So uh, the whole thing around his death is completely mysterious because they're not sure if they even did anything to prevent him from killing himself. Right. There's a whole time period during the night he wasn't checked up on. Yeah. And he was supposed to be checked, like, every 30 minutes. Yeah. And they weren't doing that clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was like crazy. And that leaves and the door open for so much stuff because now you could think like, well, did he really write that stuff on the wall? It leaves the door open for so many more theories. Right? Like so conspiracy much theories more, yeah, and everything. Confusion yeah. that if they had just done their fucking job, like and if Felds Fields, what it Felds is it Felds? I think it's Feldis. I think I it's D I S, but I don't care. That guy, if he wasn't on the case, I think they would have gotten way more answers to begin with. Yeah. And that's basically it, guys. That's the frustratingly condensed. (laughs) Condensed, yes. I I think read the book. I say read the book because uh, it is something that's not going to crush your spirit, but it also is horrifying and sickly fascinating. And there's Um, that's what I was going to say. There's like just so much more. like they could have written books about pretty much every single part of this yes. book and it could have made full books. Yep. Full book about just the kidnapping, just about his planning, just very, about yes. the interrogation. Like it did they go very fast because it felt like it jumped from thing to thing to thing, but not in a bad way. But yes, it and it wasn't been. that much time either that like passed between the stuff. No. Um, so it wasn't like this long drawn out uh crime that took place it was all it all happened well in samantha's case everything else 14 years yeah (laughs) well no i'm talking yes i'm talking about from the time he was like yeah samantha to the end Mm -hmm. um but yes that's what i'm saying like every single part because it is broken down into parts could have had its own 300 page book yeah (laughs) and i probably would have read every single one of them (laughs) yeah um because it is it is like fascinating to want to pick somebody apart and see their motives and their like the process that they do even so you can look out for that and look out for more victims and like yeah. there's so much there. I say read the book because it's yeah and it's he's should not be glorified or 
just like the whole case, just the whole thing was very, very interesting to read. Um, I mean, part of me was like, okay, that I had never heard of him before because part of me feels like, like you said, maybe he almost wanted to get caught. Yeah. And then, yeah, because he would talk about how he didn't want the fame and the glory, but you could tell he wanted something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that was interesting to me just because Payne's like, well, it shows how he measures things, but there are people who are out there who want their name attached to these murders because it brings them something. John Lennon's murderer. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why he did it. Um, But anywho, yeah. So part of me was kind of glad because... A lot of the time with these like serial killers, we think of the serial killer and we forget the victim, the victims and such. And, you know, so he didn't get like the fame and the fortune and not the fortune. That's not what I mean, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. The infamy. Yeah. The the infamy. Infamy. There you go. I swear I graduated high school and college. <laughs> I mean- in Bridgeland, so I don't think it really counts for Jones Jacksonville. I don't think either of us could pass like a GED test right now. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I uh definitely agree with Jesse and say read the book. Okay, so yeah, so that's the story of Israel Keys. What was the name of this one? American Predator. The hunt for the most meticulous serious killer of the 21st century. Yep. So that was the story of Israel Keys. <laughs> and the next book we're going to be doing is called Last Call, A True Story of Love, Lust, and Murder in Queer New York. And I am excited because I want to delve into like the community at this time. It's so much has changed. Yeah, that's it's so true. going to blow my mind. I'm just excited about the, the culture and the community at that time because... We're not yes. light years ahead, but things have definitely changed. But some it's, things have changed. Yeah, it's taken uh, more seriously, I think. So, yeah. Um, For the most part. It'll be good to read these people's stories who didn't get attention before, I think. I agree. And, that's and plus, we like to be open-minded here. So We're trying. We got to cover everybody's murders. We got to bounce. Murder is murder, no matter murder what. But we is gotta... murder. I don't. All right. I, honestly, I think it's been so long that we. I forgot how to end this thing. So yeah. we're well, just gonna say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>